glory to God. You may please be seated. God bless you. You know, I just saw that right now when I was uh, worshipping. That there is a light occurrence about to happen to Nigeria. You know, I, I, I think I said it in, the, in a couple of quarters. I said, the way I've been hearing light, light, light. It has naturally become an effortless message. I, I literally don't even need to, to prepare too much. Because he has really been saying it. And for once it occurred to me. The same word for arise, O compatriot, was also the word for arise and shine. Because what he says is, arise and shine, for thine light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Now he says, darkness covers the earth and gross darkness the people, but the glory of the Lord is upon us. And what that means, when you break it forth and you say, Arise, O compatriot, is pretty much saying, Arise, citizens of a nation, and shine. That's just what he says. So, more than ever before, I want you to really believe these acts of faith that we just displayed. I know from the eyes of the skeptics and the logics, <laughs> there is a feeling of these things, these guys, these people. They seem to be powerful. They seem to have the money to do and undo. But I'm going to show you something. Sorry if you came for Love is Kind, you will come next week. Just sorry. Sorry. I honestly, so that you know that. I have three pages for Love is Kind. It's not that I didn't prepare. I did. But you have to come next Sunday. Yeah. But I'm going to take something that I think we all need to engage in this week. And some people have heard this in some quarters, and I'll just do it again. It's called the Alpha and the Omega Praise. And um, I, sat, I was standing there, and I was like, God, after struggling, that this is not fair, the day I'm not as prepared, you allow me to go there and trust you. The day I'm well prepared, you say shift the message. But beyond my personal feelings, he started to tell me that my people need to start to operate from a prophetic standpoint for this battle. Guys, it will engage your heart, it will engage your mouth, and it will engage your actions. Those three things, please... The devil will fight your mouth. The devil will fight your words. No, the, your heart. He will fight your words and he will fight your actions. So, expo for the week. So, Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles 20. Hallelujah. We are on the victory side. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just before we go into that, Exodus 14. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Now, something was happening in Exodus 14. The people of Israel decided to take a leap of faith on God. 
They decided to take a leap of faith on God. It's the same thing that some of you are doing now, that you've refused or you are not able to jackpot. It's one of two things. Either some of you that could, you refused. And some of you could not. So whichever way you are, you are here. Mm, intentionally. You see, we need a small army to make God proud. Big armies sometimes confuse the they, they confuse the winning for their own strength. So I know that some of you are like, all oh, my family are abroad. All oh, my friends, they are saying hello from the other side. But don't worry. We will hold forth. You know, they, we even make it a joke. Some people say, I delay more, then they go. That means hold the house tight till we have gone. We will hold the house tight. We will hold forth in prayers. We will not break ranks. We will all stand. And the enemy will not come in. One of the things that children do, the Bible says in Psalm 127, it says they stand at the enemy. They stand at the gate. They stand at the gate. They say, who dare goes there? This is Nigeria. It is my land. It's not my land because I love what is happening. I like it because I was born there. I take ownership. My citizenship is my responsibility. But like every act of faith comes areas where you start to doubt. When you start to get two things. When you start to get closer to the day of battle. And when you start to see the opposition. And this was something that was happening to the Israelites. And you'll find out that this was also consistent with Jesus. That it's fun and good and nice and games when we say I'm going to die for the world. But the moment you get to get so many things start to change. The moment you start to behold and you start to smell the rugged cross that is not so far away. The moment you start to feel like, you know what, it's about to happen. That gets to, it starts to get to you. It starts to get to you. You start to question certain decisions. You start to look at it that, am I sure I have the power to go through this? Uh, is there something, what did I hear? How did I, was I a fool? Did, who jazzed me? How am I in this problem? And the Israelites must have been like that, that. Moses, it was you that came. Our fathers have been praying to be saved. But you came and you said it was a savior. You said that the Lord said that you would get us out. And this is the Red Sea for crying out loud. And it's not just the Red Sea. It's the fact that enemies are closing in. It hits different when you can see the fierce look of the one that wants to kill you. It's at that point you know what you have faith in. Unfortunately, the Israelites didn't have too much of a choice. Either they plunge into the Red Sea faithless, or they submit to the hands of the ones that are swore to finish them. I'm sure you know that God did it in such a way that he pressured Pharaoh to have deep enmity for them. This was not the first time Pharaoh was chasing them, you know. Oh yes. The moment... The plagues happened. He said, go, 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 go. They went a little back. He said, you know what? Chase them. So this time, he must have been like, how dare you? Nobody's going to escape. I don't even want you for slaves. I want you dead. But God had bigger plans. I'm saying this because I know we are faced with wickedness. Like deep wickedness. You are seeing the news. I don't need to amplify it any further. It seems like as if it's a free affair for them. But no. 
It always seems like that before God shows him his weight. Because God does not need momentum to do things. You don't get. Momentum is supposed to help force. But momentum is when speed aids force. God himself is speed. So he doesn't need to tadisen. No. Once he steps water, steps in water like water parts, he is momentum. So he does not need to back up, back up, back up. He does not need to build momentum. So even when he's silent, he knows. It takes a level of power to sit in heaven and laugh. It takes a level of power. And God sat there. And he was like, I just need my children to gain instruction. Because you know the beautiful thing about God? As much as he does the miracle, he likes to partner with his children. How would they tally it to you? No, you don't want people thinking that it was the cosmos. It was the, the works of physics, the invisible hand of nature. No. No, light brings glory. I, I shared it with you guys. So, he must do it in such a way that when they are asking, how do we navigate who did this? He now puts you as his liaison office on earth. So that you can now teach them how to find him. But is it that it's not dark? It is dark. It is, is it that people should not be afraid? People were afraid. But God stepped in. So the Bible said in that Exodus 14, and I was speaking to them. Verse 10. As Pharaoh approached the people of Israel, verse 10, Exodus 14, 10. As Pharaoh approached the people of Israel, as Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and they panicked. I know you may get to your polling units and let's not also make this about the election. Let's also expand it to other things in life. But for the purpose of next week, Saturday, you may go to your polling units and you see fierce looking boys that maybe have been paid to do stuff. The disservice you will do is that you don't go. Let me tell you, they have no right to hurt your body or hurt your soul because God is with you. So these guys looked up and they saw these fierce looking guys. Don't forget that the Israelites were walking. These guys were on chariots. Do you know the amplification of sound that happens when multiple chariots are coming with shouts of war, with anger and vengeance? I'm not saying that these things are not things that we don't understand. So they panicked. Can I say something to you guys? Panicking, God will use you. Doing it with one mind or half mind, like the way we normally say it. Your full chest has gone on vacation. It's the full chest that got the visa. You, 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 you didn't get it. Half mind panicking, God will do it through you. Bible says, and they panicked. When they saw the Egyptians overtaking them, then they cried out to the Lord. You know, I said it, that it is when you are face to face with your adversary, we know who you depend on. Say what you may about these guys. The one thing about the Israelites that I know is there is a culture of God who save us that they have embodied. 
They are not afraid that they just sinned or that they were cowards. Toba Dojue, I know who my father is. He does not leave his own. Ah! I'm crying. Say, feel. Say, feel. Hear my humble cry. Why, oh Lord, is thou? I know this for sure that I'm showing you songs that you use when you panic. Don't shout mugbe mugbe. Don't copy the word that I've made a slogan out of wahala wahala. Christ Savior. Are you, can you not see the ways when I said that the devil is going to come against your mouth? I, I don't know many of you. Like It has become an Instagram trend now. Subconscious. Wahala 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 wahala. wahala, wahala. There's another one. Shege. I saw one Instagram. He said, if you are going through Shege, thank God. There's one that if you are going through Shege, Banza. I'm like, what is the world doing? You see, so they're making you very comfortable with crying for crying woe. Because you cannot be shouting Shege and be shouting Savior. So, with the small number, leave the Instagram for them. Leave them. But with the small number, with the, three, ooh, with the 300, can we cry Savior? So the Bible said, and they cried aloud to the Lord. Next verse. And as they, and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Were there enough grace for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Next verse. Didn't we tell you that this would happen while we were, didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves in this Egypt, to the Egyptians. It's better to be slaves to the Egyptians than a corpse in the wilderness. Now, I love the scripture because it shows human elements. It shows human elements. That some of us, you are still in that place of, Pio, please, please. I saw what happened. I, I literally saw a lady this week and she said, Olumide, I'm leaving the country. She came to buy tickets. And I was just really trying to talk to her, you know, just doing my own little two cents in my own little industry. Wanted to sell, but also wanted to do the will of God. You know, I was like, oh, oh, FYI, I sell tickets, so if you didn't catch it, catch it. Yeah. So I was really like, why are you leaving? Are you are leaving us alone. It's not that bad. And she said something. She said, oh, the, the NSAS did a number on me. I don't know what the government is saying, but I know I lost people. I, I know something happened. I was around that area. I knew how that thing was really violent. And I, I, I can't take it. And right as we were speaking, somebody now sent her a message. Oh, there is a fight Friday now. And there is a fight. She just told me that I have to go. This was the lady that was traumatized. And she said, Olumide, please, I will buy this ticket. I just need to get out. Like, I'm, she literally is coming back the 12th of March, just after the gubernatorial elections. And she's saying, Olumide, I'm in hope. Now, nothing would have happened, you know. Now, I'm saying that there are people that are really traumatized. Some people, it's hitting more than it's hitting others. The pressure in the south is not like the pressure in the north. For some people, there is no energy to actually fight and shout this shout that you're shouting. So that's why you need to shout for them. 
Because it was only Moses that was hearing the clear word of God. Every other person was looking at the situation and they said it cannot work. And it's always like that. That there will be one man that has the faith or a group of people that have the faith and a battalion of people that can't see the road. You navigate for them. You raise the sound. BPI. And still be doing prayer watch about Nigeria on your social status. Let them be saying that this one is Unless you believe in Nigeria. Still be doing it. When it comes to shore, they will find your God. And they claimed all this to Moses. Next verse. But Moses told the people, do not be afraid. The heart of a leader. He understood that what they were saying was not what they were saying. They were only displaying their fears. They wanted to be saved. Of course, nobody wants to be slaves in Egypt. Of course, nobody also wants to die. But he knew that, you see, when you start to speak in this type of order, we know that it's fear. Some of you, some, you, you, you will hear certain conversations with some people and you will wonder that, how are you educated? How? 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 How does this make sense to you? How do, and I don't want to get into politics. How does this make sense? But before you go and castigate, encourage, do not be afraid. All is going to happen well for this nation. God is going to be victorious. You see, rather than you entering into it is him, it is him, it is him, establish it is him on earth. Did you hear me? We will get, a lot of us will get sidetracked by trying to convert people manually. Mm -mm. Exalt God. Exalt God. Exalt God. Exalt God in your conversations. God will be glorified. This election, God will use this for his glory. Don't say it is this man that will bring the kingdom. No, see, answer, no one man has a solution to Nigeria's problem. God, the maker, is the one that can fix the problem. God the maker. And he's going to partner with not one man. He's going to partner with the whole nation. And the whole nation will start with his own nation. Did you get it? He's going to partner with the whole nation. But he will start with his own And I thank God I hope nation will partner with him. So it will start like small drops of water. Just small words of, guys, don't be afraid. Just stand and know that God will come through. It sounds like words. It sounds like they were just talking them happy. Like, Moses, oh, Rewani, can't you see them? Guys, don't be afraid. God is coming through. You see, you are just like John the Baptist, clearing the way of the Lord. Just telling them that, guys, don't worry. I know my daddy does not leave us now. Was there not a time that we're being ruled by the military? Did God not come through? Are we not out of their clutches? Don't worry. Even in this one, God will come through. Guys, just calm down. God is in the affairs of men. God rules. He's not just a participant. He's not an INEC official. No, he's the ruler in the affairs of men. And Nigeria, we have prayed too much. We have called on him too much for him to say that he's not looking at this part of, Niger- of, of the world. Ah, we have... And he will come through. And that was what Moses was doing. Because at the time, even Moses had not seen the manifestation. He just believed like everybody. That God would believe, do something. Just the same way we came to service. The, the Sunday before the election. And we just believe. That God will do something. The odds against us. But we what? Believe. So I'm saying that the thing that you are doing is prophetic. It's prophetic. And the Bible says. The Egyptians you see today. I say the Egyptians you see today, you will never see them again. You see, the Egyptians I was talking about, did you notice that it did not say Pharaoh you see today? 
when you start to see certain things happen, best believe it is not a person problem. It's an institution problem. Guys, if this Pharaoh dies, there will be another Pharaoh. If you pray, God, kill this one, kill this one, kill this one, kill this one. Another one will carry that same spirit. So you need to bind the institution. It says the Egyptian, the Egyptian represented an institution of slavery. They were world power at that time. They represented a system where you cannot be at power with them. What caused the fight between Egypt and Israel? Israelites started to grow in number and prosper. That was all. Oh, you did not know? That was what happened. How did Israelites enter into Egypt? Joseph. Who delivered Egypt? It was Joseph. So Israelites are like light bearers into dark situations. And he came, and from one man coming, he brought his people. And there was development in Egypt. Best know. Best believe. But the institution of the Egyptians, the institute called Egyptians, cannot stand another God to be glorified. They always want to be the one. So the Bible says, there came an Egyptian or a Pharaoh that did not know Israel. Meaning there came an institution that refused to, ex- to bow and acknowledge the institution of God. Do you know what God did in the time of Joseph? The Bible said that jo- the king said, Joseph, you are in charge of the entire economy. Like, guys, that second in command was, I'm sure that maybe that was where they even got the parliamentary system of government, prime minister and everything. He was just ceremonial. He was just going for fine dinings and parties. The real decisions was made by the Israelite man, Joseph. So, an institution came that refused to acknowledge that this guy has God. And this God is doing mighty things. We will do it ourselves. It's our father's land. The same way some people are saying that eh, power was given to us. We are the owners. No. They are, in, they are fighting against an institution. And the Bible said that he made a bold declaration. That the Egyptians you see today. So, I'm not, like I said, I'm not after the man. I'm after the institution. That wickedness you see today, you will see no more. Greed that you see today, you will see no more. You see, the one that will enter will put institution to checkmate crime in this country. That's what I'm about. I'm not, I'm not about the personality. There's any spirit can enter anybody. The same way Holy Spirit can enter anybody. Have you not seen Holy Spirit entering donkey? Donkey! Donkey, donkey, donkey. I say, I, I know the spirit of God that I carry. Let them be having a Balak mindset. They will Balam. I don't know. If you, are not a, if you are not a student of the world, you may not get that. Let them come with the mindset to want to curse. As they are saying, hey. <laughs> as they want to curse, it will be hard, but blessings. One thing after the other. Blessings. Amos 4. Amos 3. Amos 9. 13. Sorry. One thing after the other. As God is amazing them, even them, they will be amazed. You see, the good thing about when evil people start to do good, they will not stop doing the good because they want to take the glory of the good. But God will use the good they are doing to bless his people. You don't understand. At that time, it seemed like as if Israel... Israel was the guy, real guy that was bringing the breakthrough, right? But Egypt was the one shining. You don't get. In the time of Joseph, 
it was, it, it was Joseph that was bringing the great idea. But it was Egypt that was being projected. You leave them. When God is rock, running and ruling in the affairs of men, they will do good and they'll be like, yes, we planned it. This is how we wanted it to be. Forget is your prayers. It is the 300 that is steering the ship. Can I encourage you today? This battle is won. You know, I told you that God is not about, I want to go and gather momentum. Ah, for Nigeria's election, he is the momentum. He is the game changer. He is the catalyst. He is the yeast. He comes in, things change. Who is that bread that says they will not respond to yeast? Who? Who are that bread? Oh, I say when God, <laughs> I like that. You must respond to God. So the Bible says, the Lord Himself will fight. I like it. The Lord Himself will fight this battle. The Lord Himself will fight this battle. Just stay calm. Come on, tell your neighbor, calm down. Relax. It's not as deep as you think. God is in control. Everything goes soft. The Bible says, and he said that, just calm down. Just calm down, guys. Calm down. Uh-uh. Hey. I said, when we are singing songs like, thank you for fighting my battles for me, Jehovah Olubeja. You don't understand the kind of God that you carry. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, can we go to a two minutes press break? A two minutes press break. A two minutes press break. Hey, yeah, 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 Thank you for fighting my battles for me. 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 Th
they did that. Next verse. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? You see why I said that this God, he does not have, he does not need momentum. He's like, he does not, why are you trying to, I'm going to, uh, I go, you know, that's your God. He says, why are you crying out for me? You see what I said when I started this message? He said, the service you will do is that you don't go. What did he say? Tell the people. Move Go with that scanty PVC. Go. I know not many people have collected. Go. Go. It seems like as if when you are going there, they may even be singing the praises of this whoever. Go. I said the problem is if you don't go. The problem is if you don't go. You just go. He says, tell the people to get ready. Use N- NIV or K- NKJV. Thank you. Yeah. The Bible says, tell the children of Nigeria. the children of Nigeria. You know, we were singing that there is a promise for the children of Nigeria. We were singing that God has a promise, nothing compared to the promise I have in you. There is a promise for Nigeria. The promise for the children of Nigeria is that tell them to go forward. Glory to Jesus. Don't go backwards. Don't, if you are planning, if you can, don't go towards the way of the airport. Go forward to the polling unit. Yeah. It's PVC. We need nobody in pass. Praise God. Next verse. Next verse. It says, pick up your staff. Now, this is the proclamative word for the man and the set man of God. It says, pick up your staff and raise your I raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelite can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. You know, what makes the sea, the power of the sea is that nothing controls it. It controls everything around it. Do you know that? The power of the sea, why you are afraid of water is because you may lose control and drown. Those that are expert swimmers, what they've had is the ability to control their self in the water. So they can decide when they want to float. 
They can decide when they want to dive. So the real power of the sea, what makes us afraid of the sea is because the sea has the ability to control you. So what God did was, you see, in the eyes of God, the sea is still a product. To you, it's a death sentence. To him, it's just a product. You see, God knows the cheat code of the sea. God knows what to do to the sea that will make it not kill. He's the owner. The same way some of you that have dogs, you know the kind of food you will bring to your dog that will keep him busy. You will not see the guest. Why? You are the To the guest, he's frightened. To the owner, he's relaxed. Just say, ah, the dog is doing anything. Get me that's his favorite. Lock him in the cage. And there is nothing the dog can do. He can back, oh. But he cannot do. Because the Bible says, it is I that walketh in you, both to will and to do. So when God takes the ability to do from a being, they cannot do. They may back, but they cannot do. So the sea was like, ah, these people, Shawama, I will, I will eat all of them up. And God says, my people, nah. Now let me put, like I put a dog in a cage. Let me suspend water. So I graphically imagine. Because water does not have a still ability. Water is moving. So I assume that the water went up like a wall and was bubbling but it could not pass I'm sure the Israelites could touch the water but the water wants to touch them but he could not only we can touch water you can't I want to believe that right as you were seeing that you would have seen some very terrible types of fishes that we're looking at better meat. Call this one, but they, they can't go. God. You see, the Bible says, that scripture says, um, Oh, death, where is thy? That was what God was saying to the Red Sea. How can you kill? I have. You see, this thing that God did is not new to him because in creation, the Bible said he separated the firmaments. You see why I'm saying that? God did not need to back up to get the strength to say, mm, water part. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's a normal level. It's a normal level for God because he's the creator. He just looked at water. Okay. Water is troubling. Water can kill humans. But if we say water stand, everything is sorted. And the Bible says he made his children walk on the land they were familiar with. Isn't it funny that God did not start to put them to test of swimming? Somebody needs to hear this. This is not the one that God will not give you the kind of faith that you cannot handle. Or the kind of journey in faith that you do not have power to. He will give you the one that you are familiar with. Even in the midst of this, the Bible says he made them walk on dry ground. Humans walk on dry ground. As much as we may be able to swim, it is not our natural habitat. Water is the appetite of fishes. Land is the appetite of men. And everywhere the soul of my feet shall tread upon. It is mine for possession, even in the sea. 
So when the Lord brings me into an aquatic nature, he still makes me walk on the familiar territory so I can take over and I can take charge. He said, walk in the middle of the sea on dry ground. Sounds very paradoxical. You can't see ground on the sea. But God is saying, I will do the impossible with this one. You can't see dry ground on a sea that is deep. You can't. But God is saying, I will do the one that when you say it, people's ears will tingle. They will need to, you know, that kind of thing that they will need, they will need to call you to say, did it really happen to you? He said, ah, I saw the, I saw the base of CEO. All the chicken that we used to throw away, the bones, all the, all the things, the rocks, I saw it too because I walked on it. Over Nigeria, I decree. You see this set of me and you that we are here. The same way people used to talk about, oh, did you remember the French Revolution? It will be said, in 2023, there were a set of people around that time that though it seems dark, a constellation of prayer warriors arose in the industry or in the nation and peace was restored and joys were restored and righteousness was restored. That there was a generation of people that made the second stanza of the national anthem come to life. It is our generation in the name of Jesus. So I decree that in this our time, our leaders will know the truth. Oh, let's, let, me, let me go back to that. Then. And by the way, I've rounded up. That's the message. Hallelujah. So we'll go back to this. Because at the end of the day, the Bible, you know the story now. The Bible said, and the children of Israel walked on dry ground. <laughs> so that, maybe I'll just give you this little jar. You see, the blessing that God has given to his children, the enemy cannot try to act like as if it's theirs. No. There is a blood that speaks. There is an access gate. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So I'm saying in this election, there will be clarity as to who is doing God and who is doing the devil. It will be clear. It will be clear. It will be clear. In the name of Jesus. Because the earth you that are increased for the children of God, because they praised. Because they believed. But when the Egyptians tried to enter, the, the sea was like, what? You get mine. If only you knew that what kept us from devouring these children was their father. Who is your father? And the Bible says, isn't it amazing? Because I thought about it that if God had did it in such a way that as the Israelites got out, the Egyptians got in. Before they get to the middle, the water would have closed. And some of them would still be alive. No, you see, their zeal did not make them understand that it's no but you see water parts you were you went to fetch water in the stream last week it did not part you see that something is different about this election you see they say we go run them like normal you are not afraid that ah, something is happening no this is different The Bible says, they too, they ran like as if they knew what made the sun, the the water stand still. (laughs) 
Like, how can you enter into a terrain that you are not familiar with? You don't know what is suspending it. And you just believe. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. And you just believe that this one will be different. I know what all of you are trying to do. It will not come out of my mouth. The Lord is sitting me to bridle my tongue. So the Bible says that because of the force of how they were rushing to catch up with the Israelites, the moment the last Israelite crossed over, they, unfortunately, had gotten to the middle. Thank you very much. It became a case of front cannot go, back cannot reverse. And the Bible says, all God did was just say, water, do your thing. I'm sure you know that it does not please God to kill anybody. But if God gives them room for repentance and they don't repent, the Bible says they will drink their blood as sweet as wine and they will eat their flesh. My honest prayer, and maybe when I teach on love is kind, so come next Sunday, you will see how the real heart of God is when it comes to even killing your enemies. It's not the first thing he likes to do. To be honest. Do you know that all the plagues was not so that God can show that God is a mighty man. He was telling him, let my people go. Don't battle me. I'm going to destroy you. We are not on the same category. You are just a small king on earth. I am the maker of heaven and earth. Don't try me. And don't come near my children. Let them go. But the time that ants say, he has a winning power over an elephant. He go collect. God gave ample opportunities. They don't. Even to when he, do you know that it was the last plagues that involved him killing the firstborns? He tried now. Turn water to. Okay, let's take this. Be thirsty. Oh yeah, let's afflict your skin. He said, Oh, I even now afflicted your firstborn. Shouldn't you know that there is power? That these guys are not operating on normal covenant. You now wanted to chase them unto death. Uh -uh. So you see that the nature of God is not even to, to first want to kill enemies. The Lord was sharing something with me. He says that he would rather restore than annihilate. It's his dream. You know the joy in God's heart when rapture happens and people that were of Egyptian nativity. Now you see what I'm saying? There is the mindset of Egyptian. That's the nature I was talking about. The Egyptian you see today, you don't see anymore. But there are some that will be born in the land. Just like Pa Elton said, Nigeria will be known for corruption. All of you here are not corrupt. But by inference of the prophecy and by inference of other bodies of people in this country, they are tagging us corrupt people. But you see, the joy is that that same people that were corrupt will now become a people that is holy. I'm going to share something with you. You see, there was a time Jesus wanted to heal the paralyzed man. You know the guy that the, bro the friends brought from the, from the roof? When they finally came down, do you know what Jesus said? The Bible did not say, the Bible did not say Jesus said that you are healed. Jesus said, I see the faith. Your sins are forgiven. Now, that scripture struck me. Like, he didn't call for forgiveness of sins. He came to be healed. But Jesus intentionally did that because there were Pharisees that were around the corner. Now, see what happened. When they started to say, how dare him say that? He can heal sins. You know what he said? You cannot believe that I can heal sins. Good. The one you feel comfortable with is that 
I can no, you cannot believe that I can forgive sins. You what you feel comfortable with that I can heal infirmities, so that you know that the Son of Man has power to not only heal but forgive sins. I will take the latter and I will now do I will take the former and I will do it so that you cannot believe the latter. So you cannot believe that I can heal sins, but even I can forgive sins. Sorry, but you believe I can heal. You know what? Man, rise up. The same way you must believe because this man has been healed is the same way you must believe that I have forgiven sins. And the reason why God did that was so that his children can know his capabilities. So I'm just going to read the second stanza of the national anthem as we close. Because with that stanza, God is going to be reminding us that I'm going to do this thing. One of the beautiful things about prophecies is that it goes ahead of us. So the first time we sang it, but now we are going to read it so that you can understand what is, is being said concerning Nigeria. Is it there? Fantastic. Thank you. It says, Oh God of creation. Like P.I. will say, you see, there are so many things that tie Nigeria to America. One of them is the fact that there is an unspoken dependence on God. And the world is trying everything in their power to take it off. America has been trying, I don't know whether they succeeded, to take away in God we trust. But they, they cannot. Because you see, when God establishes this as a constitution, it's hard to take off. So it's in their constitution, it's hard to take off. So the same way, Oh God of creation, the man that was writing this must have been very prophetic. Because he knew that there would be a time that we will need not, <laughs> we will need the mighty God of creation. You see, when you say, oh, Holy Spirit, help me. When you say, Oh God of creation, you are likening the nature of God to the occurrence of creation. Do you know what that means? It means that the mighty things that happened in creation, the things that no man can do, is the same thing you are saying, come and redo in our time. You get you see, when you say the God of Isaac, uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the elements that make God God in the eyes and the life of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is what you are trying to reenact. It's like you are trying to bring him to the bring him to that that do as you did for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So when they said the God of creation, what was the powerful thing that happened in creation? There was darkness, and God said, "Let there be light." So that same God as a spoken word over Nigeria is saying I am about to shine light. And can I say you are that light? Alright, it says direct our noble cause. Nigeria has a lot of selfish agendas. Nothing is noble. Everything has underlining. That's why we don't know whether the scarcity of Naira is for our good. It's not for our good. I've heard too many sides. One person said that hey, it's so that they don't rig. You've heard that one too. Another person has said that it's so that when they now finally give you two naira, you take it because it's cash. You don't have cash. So you can hear many thoughts. But you see, God is saying that irrespective of the school of thought, I'm going to direct a noble cause. Where when we say we are all going to fix road, we'll fix road. It's not so that my brother can be the one that will do the road. And even if perchance your brother becomes the one, he's going to be ruled by government that will checkmate him and ensure that he does that road without stealing from it. And the roads will be roads at last. So God is going to direct our noble cause. You see, the power of Nigeria are two people. Two categories of people. And I've said it to my wife. Leaders and youth. 
the leaders know now. So they are trying to converse for the youth. I was watching one. <laughs> one anti one Grammy. One political aspect. I quickly put it up on social media. We're going to say congratulations for the... They know. They are trying to parry your favor. They are trying to make you feel like we too, we are heap. We, 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 know, your, we know what you are going through. We, we understand. We are one with you. We too, we can wear jeans. So they understand. So God is saying that concerning leadership, I will guide them what? Right. And for the youth, no more will we have truths that have been told a lie. Ah. The biggest challenge of these elections are not the old guys. Though. The insecurities are not the old guys. The guys that may carry guns are not the old guys. It's the youths that have been lied to. So God, in the name of Jesus, will help our youths the truth to know. You will know when somebody is trying to buy your birthright with porridge. You will know. The Bible says, in love and honesty to grow. And we will be living just and true. Meaning that, you know what just and true means? No more will we be doing ethnic. It's my turn. No, it will not be anybody's turn. Mm -mm. No. That word will become extinct. In fact, you will use that phrase and it will be the very reason for your disqualification. Because God would under make people understand that being just and true has nothing to do that with your next in line. No matter how next in line Saul was, God has seen a man called David. No matter how. No matter how. No matter how. Yeah. Saul was even on the throne. See what God did. God did not only change lineage. He now made the one that should even be eyeing the position friends with the new king. Because with his agenda, it's the Lord that will do his bidding. So we will live just and true. I love this. It says, you know, a lot of us use you. We didn't know what we were singing. <laughs> it says, when somebody says we have lofty heights, I'll give you an example of a lofty height. A lofty height is a nation saying that we want to build, we want to build buildings on water. And those buildings over 100 or 250 years old are still standing. My wife and I were privileged to go to Amsterdam. We were on boats, seeing houses on water. And we were seeing the marks on a bridge. And we were seeing 1460 something. The bridge was still standing. That's a lofty height. A nation will wake up and say, our crude oil is about to expire. Or it's not as great as the crude oil of the world. Let us turn our nation into a nation that will attract tourists and will make it look like a little heaven. It's a lofty height. When you say that, ah, I want to build the tallest building, when you are not comparing yourself with anybody, you are comparing yourself with yourself. Say, I want to do more than I did last year. I want to outdo myself. If my people are enjoying social security number, I want all of them to enjoy cars. If my people are enjoying cars, I want every Nigerian citizen to have houses. 
Did you know that as, and I don't mean to propagate this, I'm just trying to explain lofty heights. Did you know that the reason why you don't see a lot of Emirati women marry normal women? Do you know why? Let me tell you. And men. <laughs> Scratch that. Men, women. Let them not come for me. As an Emirati, as an Emirati woman, if you marry an Emirati man, you are entitled to a house, a car, and a job. If you don't marry an Emirati man, not a problem, but you don't get those benefits. A nation said that, you know what, I want to propagate. You see, when we are saying marry people of your kind, a country made it a constitution to ensure that just in, in case love is doing you not that way, we will. You can you can say a wow, is this love or am I just playing games? I'm sure the lady will say, Well, there's too much to lose. Are we in this thing together? Yeah. I went to the downtown, downtown of this same country. Ah, the downtown. The, the slum, the ghettos. The only difference between that place and the suburbs was the fact that in the main areas, the fine areas, people have their own parking garages. The only thing that differentiated the Ajegunle to the was that this one's parked outside. Every single thing, light there. The roads were good. Everything was taken care of. It was just that they didn't have enough land to park their cars in their building, so they parked it outside their building. I am talking about lofty heights. I'm talking about a constellation of men and women that will say, no more are we 70, 80, 90 trying to become governors, presidents, or whatever. We want to secure future for this generation. Let's sit down. How much do you have? 150 billion. How much do you have? Can we create a system that every Nigerian doesn't need to pay for school fees? That's a lofty height. And it is not far-fetched because in the times of Baba Femi Awolowa, it was happening. I'm saying that what we need as humans and as Nigerians is not far from us. It is greed that has covered our eyes. Lofty heights that we attain. I believe so strongly that one of the things that is going to happen in this nation before I go see the Lord is that people will come to this nation and we will be cases where we, they need to study. That how can these guys move from third to first? And it did not happen except by the instrumentality of God and men and women that rose up to political positions and chose to do the right thing. We will, re we will rewrite governmental history in the name of Jesus. I said we will rewrite governmental history in the name of Jesus. And I said that thing I said when God was saying, if you believe me to heal the sick, you can believe me to forgive sins. The same way that prophecy said that Nigeria will be known for corruption and it has happened. Is the same way without fail. This nation will be known for righteousness. Amen. The Bible says we will have a constellation of builders. Not a constellation of destroyers. Have you not seen what happens? Now banks are in problem. It's not their fault now. Yes, yeah, some of them maybe they hoarded and they shouldn't have. But if you also hear from the place of the bankers too, you will understand. That guess what? It was bound to happen. Because guess what? If the government gave me insufficient funds and I actually gave out everything, what I would have done is a lot of people would have said, that, ah, you know what? It's happening with this bank. Let us rush there. After a while, that money will finish. People will still think I have the money. They will still think I'm hoarding. 
But the bad thing that the, the banks did was some of them now started to sell it to these POS guys. And it's the same thing I'm saying. That you say that you do not have foreign currency, but the Buhu Dishin has never stopped having. What is going on? So that is what God is going to fix. That pipe, that back, back door, they are funding them. God is going to block that door. Do you understand me? So God is saying we will have a team of builders. We will build nations, we will not destroy it. Now banks will open, but some banks have been demolished. Some ATMs have been burnt. It's unnecessary. So we'll have teams of builders and not destroyers. He says we'll build a nation where peace. Where peace and justice reign. I, I, I pray for the generation of the person that wrote this thing. You are forever blessed in the name of Jesus. These are words that came from the throne of grace. We will be a builder of peace. You don't get. Nigerians will be the ones that will sit in African Union and we are settling Ukraine and Russia because we have been built by peace. Why do we say to build a nation where peace and justice reign? Peace and justice are hallmarks of God. No other person can administer justice as much as God. And no other person is known as the prince of peace than Jesus. So what this is saying, you see the writer did not know. If he had put to build a nation where God and God shall reign, you will fight. If he had put it there, some ethnic or some religious people will fight it. That is propagating one type of God. But he said, you know what? I may not put his name, but I'll put his character. And prophetically, this has become to build a nation where God and God shall reign. Rise upon your feet in the name of Jesus. So like a charge, what is your role here? As a child, what is your role? Your role is to partner and go forward. Your role is to take your PVC and go forward. Your, Your role is to vote for your real conscience, not for your townsman. Have you not seen it? That the three major guys represent three major political parties. I mean, they, they, they represent three major ethnic groups. I said, God is about to do something. I'm a shatter in the ethnicity. We are going to break, it's going to be this one that causes that we don't, we no longer choose by state or place you come from. We choose by what you come to offer. So we decree that this one, God will be glorified. We decree that heads or tail, like my wife said, we win. We decree that wherever the man will be, he is conformed to the image of God. Yeah. We lift you high. Yeah. We lift you.